So, what if just one tool could help you improve how you teach classically? Would you want it? Crystal Joy Campbell here. Thanks for joining me in Classical Matters. I'm so glad you're here with me. Today, we're starting to break open this one powerful tool that can transform not only our homeschool lessons, but our teaching as well. It's something we should all have in our tool belts. So stick around as we explore mimetic teaching. It wasn't until I was quite far along in my journey as a classical educator that I stumbled upon mimetic teaching. Classical educators generally use two teaching methods, Socratic and mimetic. I had heard about Socratic early on and was slowly growing in my understanding of it. But my daily lessons with my children really started to be transformed when I started teaching mimetically. I noticed my children became more engaged and I found there was less conflict during the lessons. Those were the immediate noticeable wins, but over time I realized my children were learning better. Mimetic teaching is very natural to the human person. It's a method that works with our nature, not against it. We are imitative beings, so mimicking is easy for us. It's inherent to who we are. As an educator, the more I used mimetic teaching, the less I relied on the curriculum or program to teach the lesson. They became more of a guide or a resource for me. I remember early on in my homeschool journey, I was so afraid of screwing things up because I believed I was not equipped to teach. I bought curriculum that walked me through step by step, often laying out word for word what I needed to say in order to teach a lesson. This did help alleviate the initial anxiety, but it wasn't sustainable, nor was it an effective way to teach. When I started using the five steps of mimetic teaching, I really grew in my role as an educator. So these next few podcasts will guide us through mimetic teaching for the classical educator. And you're going, great, throw it at me. How do I do this mimetic teaching thing? But like I always say, the how-tos or just doing it will not actually produce the results we desire. But don't worry, I'm going to give you a few how-tos this week. But first and foremost, I want to see you grow and develop as a classical educator. I want to see you transformed because like Jonathan Beeson says, you are the curriculum which is being taught. So the first step is always some thought work. This week, as you work through your lessons with your children, take notice of how you use the curriculum and how your children respond. Is the curriculum getting in the way of the lesson and the teacher-student exchange between you and your child? Do you notice if you feel twinges of anxiety or frustration, either in preparing or executing the lesson? Does your child seem really engaged and wrestling with what you're teaching? In your lessons, are you talking at your child? Take these observations to your contemplation considerations. Take a few minutes of your day to contemplate what you noticed. Just a few minutes, possibly, as you wrap up your school day. Please do not judge yourself by these, Mama. These are just observations. We do this so that when we have worked through the process of implementing something new, we are better able to assess the change or the transformation that has happened. So, observe and contemplate. 
That's it. Now, just a few practical how-tos. One of the first things that you can do that will start you on the path to teaching my medically is what I call parallel work. Usually near the end of a lesson, we ask the students to do a worksheet or some other form of practice. One simple thing you can ask your child to do is to take one or two of those practice questions and create a parallel question. A question that parallels the practice question or mirrors it. So, for example, if it's in math and the practice questions are vertical addition of a three-digit number, you would get your child to create their own three-digit vertical addition problem. And you, the teacher, will have to solve it. This is a fun part, especially for younger children. Now, they will have to answer the question as well, so to ensure that you answer it correctly. And you can play in this playground by pretending to struggle answering it or making an error. You can do this type of mirroring exercise or parallel questioning in almost any subject, but I do find it's easiest trying it in math first. Just a little note here. If you are using a classical curriculum already, the idea of mirroring or parallel questioning will likely be in the lesson already. Take notice and explore ways how you can expand upon it. So this week, mamas, start transforming your classical homeschool by growing in mimetic teaching. First, by observing and contemplating the current situation in regards to teaching. And second, introduce parallel questions at the end of one or two lessons. I hope these short episodes of Classical Matters give you a springboard for the rest of your week to think, explore, contemplate, ponder, and discuss classical education. I would love to hear from you because real transformation happens through dialogue, conversation, and community. Leave me a comment by following me on Facebook or reach out to me through my website. Both are linked in the show notes. Share this with a friend and follow the Classical Matters podcast and join the great conversation of classical education. Don't forget to tune in next week as we continue to learn about mimetic teaching. Blessings for your week. Music